Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, I am certainly grateful that you're here today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to 94.1 The Voice and to Life Point, the show that I've been hosting. I think this is year 18 for hosting this show, and, and I enjoy it. But more than that, I enjoy my company here. I enjoy Beth Schaefer. She is such a dear friend and a godly woman. I enjoy Dave Schaefer, her her son, who he just does a great job around here and has such a loving spirit. Him and I sat and talked about life for about 15 minutes before I even started broadcasting today. I'm so thankful for them. Thankful that they've accepted me into their radio family. Well, let's pray. Lord, I need your help today. I need your strength. I need the power of God to in, envelop everything that I do. God, I want to serve you. I want to be a minister for you. I want people to see you in me. Lord, I pray they never see me, that they see you. I pray you would give us strength and power from above to be men and women of God. Forgiveness of our weaknesses. Forgiveness of those hidden things that we hide and help us to expose them to you and let you take care of them. Thank you for for your forgiveness. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. As I closed yesterday, I said, we want to talk about some of the pressures. You know, we get pressures from all sides to become complacent in our walk with God. Folks, listen to that. Listen and think about that for a moment. We get pressure on all sides to become complacent in our walk with God, complacent with our spiritual practices. And many times the pressures of life beat us down. You know the story of the Apostle Peter, who was very close to Jesus. But when the pressure was on Peter, he denied Christ. Just a reminder of this story found in Matthew 29, 69 through 75. I'm going to read that for you just so that you are reminded. Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway, where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, this fellow's with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, surely you're one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses, and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately, the rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and he wept bitterly. After the rooster crowed, he went out and he wept bitterly because he was reminded of his sin. But thanks be to God. He recognized it later. He got it straightened out. God forgave him. You probably remember the scene at the at the Sea of Galilee where they were fishing and Jesus was on the sideline and and they saw him from a distance. And once they recognized him, Peter jumped in the water and started swimming to shore. And he got to shore. Jesus and Peter had a conversation. Peter, do you love me? And Peter was frustrated. Yes, I love you. Peter, do you love me? Yes, I love you. Peter, do you really love me? And Peter, by this time, said, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said, well, feed my sheep. 
take care of the world, take care of the people around you. You know, as I talked about callous the other day, I talked about we get calloused by living in sin, and we believe we're just fine. People don't believe you're just fine. If you're not walking in the light of God, you're not just fine. We must recognize what sin does to the heart. It pollutes the heart. And soon you find yourself with a new normal, and everyone else in life is wrong, crazy, or judgmental. We think everybody's judgmental. Some of you are saying that today, maybe about what I'm sharing with you. Folks, you don't have to worry about being judged. You're judging your, You're being judged yourself by the way you are living, by the choices you're making. You know, when I go to L.A. sometimes and uh, you look out maybe from your motel room, all you see is this big bank of, of smog. I mean, it's terrible. You know, it's so polluted. You know, and if it was clear, it'd be beautiful. It's loving. Go up into the mountains, uh, go to the Starlight Theater up in in Cascade and look at the stars. It's just so wonderfully and and clear. You're not polluted by the world as far as uh, smog goes. I love that. But when in life people recognize the incredible power of God through his cleansing, he will unlock the power that you so need to serve him and to have the courage to stand up for him. This is a very important statement here. And in fact, I'm looking at some notes in front of me from uh, when I wrote this message years ago. And I, I, I capitalized several words here. I, I capitalized this, sin stymies our spiritual growth. And I capitalized sin stymies and then I capitalized growth. Sin stymies our spiritual growth. We move right along in life. And then suddenly, pow, we're hit with a stumbling block. We knowingly sin, and then we try to plow through it without giving it to God. As I said earlier in this message, we allow the seed of bitterness to build up, and then we can't see anything clearly because of the bitter root. There is good news. We serve a God who forgives and knows what we're going through and knows what we deal with. Thank the Lord for his forgiveness. I can tell you this, that I'm very thankful for his forgiveness in my life. Or I wouldn't be talking to you today from the radio station. I would not be in this role if God had not forgiven me. You say, well, were you a terrible sinner? Well, a sinner is a sinner. A terrible sinner or not, if you're not living for God, you're not walking with him, you're, you're walking against him, sin is sin. I don't know how many people want to put categories on sin. You know, listen to one of my favorite passages of Scripture. I think lays it out as clear as a bell. And you've heard this many times on this show because I, it is one of my favorite Scriptures because it's so blunt. It's so straightforward. It's First John chapter 3, verse 4 through 9. And it says this, Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. 
They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. Have you ever got so frustrated to someone you know who just continues to make poor decisions after poor decisions? Oh, I have. I've been around many like that. As pastors, we have dealt with that kind of uh, situation throughout our ministry. You can talk to people. You can counsel people. You can call on them. But they have to have an encounter with the Almighty God and allow the encounter to help them stop making disastrous decisions that shape who they are. Jesus is always with the people, encouraging them, helping them, forgiving them, but sometimes disciplining and reminding them that it's so important to go out and sin no more. Confession is good for the soul, and we need to confess before our Heavenly Father so we will deliver, he will deliver us to the point in our lives that we can unlock his mighty power. First John chapter 1, verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. There's that big word again, if. If we confess our sins, if we call upon our Heavenly Father with sincerity of heart. See, that's the good news about grace. God's in merited favor. He gives us a second chance and says, I forgive you. Now learn and grow and let me show you what I can do in your lives. We don't deserve it, but God's incredible love for us provides us a way out. You know, as a coach over the years, you've heard me talk about coaching a lot and sports a lot, but I tried to teach the kids to make a few mistakes as possible. But I, if I didn't have grace as a coach, the kids would get discouraged and quit because they would say, I just can't reach the mark. But we encourage them to get better and to do their best in not making mental errors. You know, and I, we won many games. We had tremendous success because our kids learned to play without making many errors. We made less errors than the other team. Even in professional basketball, there are the greatest in the world. They make 10 to 25 turnovers a game. And it's a rare occasion that you'll see them make less than 10 turnovers in a game, 10 mistakes in a game. You know, a turnover is a mistake that gives an advantage to the other team. Or in baseball, if someone makes an error, then the other team gets the benefit of having people on base and eventually scoring runs. So as a teacher and coach and coaches and people we teach, we encourage, we love, and we show grace as God has shown grace. And believe me, he has put up with a lot of people. I know Paul says in Acts 24, 16, so I strive to keep my conscience clear before God and man. Paul had it right. Now that's how we need to look at our life, to keep our conscience clear between God and man. I like what he said, I strive. What strive? I do my best to keep my conscience clear before God and man. I know what I need to do. Each one of us knows this day where we are with God. We know there are things we need to turn over to him. We know if we are so proud that that we, we don't take care of spiritual business. It's time today to take care of spiritual business. And believe me that God wants us to do that. He will cleanse us from all sin by his power, by his Holy Spirit, to do remarkable things in him. He knows you and I are not perfect. He created us, but he has given all of us a right to call upon him day or night to help us in our weakness, and he wants us to do just that. Would you let him today, our Heavenly Father, take the will of our lives and lead us 
and open up great doors so we can follow you with our whole heart. In Jesus' name. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.